0: He charged me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. We are back on the record with the Allegedly Bravo podcast. I'm your host, Lauren. Wow. How have you guys been? I just found my gavel, so I'm like so excited. When you graduate from law school, people give you like such fun gifts that You get to have forever. And one thing that I got was this gavel that says my name on it. And it says the school that I went to. And it says class of 2017. And I can just bang this motherfucker however hard I want. I'm so glad I found it. I don't think my dog and my boyfriend are glad that I found it. But they'll learn to love it. Huh, Heidi? Heidi's here. She's eating a bone. So sorry if you hear it in the background. I got some feedback last time that, like, the sips that I took, not they weren't great. So I'm sorry. I'll try not to take any sips this podcast, I swear. And I hope you guys can't hear Heidi's little mouth noises. She's just so cute. I can't take her bone away. Okay. So today we're talking about Balenciaga's gift shop. And for those of you who don't know, Balenciaga is like this crazy expensive, like luxury designer. And Kim Kardashian is like the face of it and really Kanye West and Kim Kardashian like took Balenciaga and really like helped, you know, make them a household name, I guess you would say. In my opinion, that's my opinion. Um, But Kanye West is an actual piece of shit garbage whore. Um, So he can go fuck himself. Okay. So that's where we're at starting this podcast. Um, But we have no room for anti-Semitism here on this show. So, fuck you, Kanye. Additionally, the Luxury Fashion House published two campaigns for this Balenciaga gift shop on November 16th. And the whole point was like to show off its spring-summer 2023 collection. And, you know, I don't know much about fashion release dates because the person I know who's you know, the, the person who knows things about fashion drops and everything is Sheree. I learned my fashion drops from Miss she by Sheree. Uh, so I don't know if that was an appropriate time to do. I feel like it wasn't because it's a little cold for spring and summer clothes. Okay. So the first, there's these two different major photos that circulated, but there's a ton of other photos and ads that, are like surfacing where people are like, oh, shit. That was really bad. Okay, so we're going to talk about the gift collection campaign. And that's the one from November 16th, 2022. This gift collection campaign featured photographs of small children. Maybe they appeared to be four or five years old. I don't know much about kids really, but... I would guess four or five years old, okay? And these kids are holding handbags that look like teddy bears, so fine. I mean, it's weird child exploitation, but so far, fine. Um, And then the teddy bears were wearing leather harnesses and spiked collars. And there was, like, all these wine glasses near the shots. So one of the photographs is this tiny little redhead kid who I think is four or five. I don't know, though. I feel like I met a five-year-old today at work, and I think this kid's younger. So I'm going to say maybe three or four. I don't know. It's a tiny kid. This tiny kid is standing on, like, a cute bed that's got, like, a cute little headboard that's, like, tuft, and it appears to be their velvet or silk, some sort of soft material with, like, different moon phases hanging, like, very little, like... I don't know, kidsy girl shit, you know? Like, there's probably some incense burning around, you know? Okay, so the kid is standing at the head of the bed, and then um there's, like, a bunch of shit laying around on the bed. Not real shit, but, like, sunglasses, rings, like a shop, like a gift shop. Like, as if, you know when you go to New York or something, and there's people who are, like, selling their wares out on blankets? It's like that. Like, that's how it's set up. Um, and then this kid is holding a teddy bear purse, which is like, okay, um, cute, I guess. Uh, but the teddy bear purse, like, couldn't just stop there and be like a cute teddy bear purse. Balenciaga took this purse and turned it into like a BDSM teddy bear. So this teddy bear has like, I can't, I, what appears to be leg spreaders. On its ankles or at least like cuffs around its ankles. Something around its ankles. It has like bondage wraps on its hands, a chain necklace, like all kinds of shit. It's it's really it's really fucking weird. It's super weird. The second image truly, honestly and truly, makes me sick to my fucking stomach. So, in this one, the kid is a different kid, and it's like a brown-haired kid standing in front of a window standing on a couch. So, this kid is holding another teddy bear purse, but this time it's a purple fuzzy one, and it has on like a full body uh, harness, I'm guessing. And what appears to be like a leg garter. Um, and the kid... I don't know. It, it just bothers me like how... it, This is just such an innocent kid. And having it being used to like portray these... It's just really uncomfortable. And it's weird. So the the campaign... His wares that were on his proverbial blanket. This kid's. Were like a Balenciaga. Like you know how they always knock off like... McDonald's or like Windex or whatever. So they have like a Monster Energy Drink knockoff cup, um, Balenciaga mug, and then like knockoff Stella Artois um, cups. And it's like, you guys, do you not? Why are you paying money for this? Let's just pause on the child porn issue at hand for one second. And I'm sorry, that was not the right word to use. I meant disturbing images. We're not at the child porn part yet. I was going to mention that later. Okay, so do you guys realize who buy these wares that all Balenciaga is doing is like appropriating other things and printing them? It's like any girl on Etsy can fucking do that. I do that at the morally corrupt shop on Etsy. Or you can go ahead and get some cute sweatshirts on AllegedlyBravo.com. I made them. And I can make them look exactly like this. Like, this is just bull crap. Like, these people are just selling you crap. And then on top of it, on top of all the crap that they're selling, that's genuine shit, they're using children in their advertising and it's like weird and gross. Okay. So in later on, like in some other photos, there is a different kind of set, you know, and in the different set of photos, it focuses on what looks to be um, like an office, someone's office with like things strewn about and coffee table books in the background and so on and so forth. So. The These two collections, it's important to note, were shot by this person named Gabrielle Galmberti, um, National Geographic photographer. Great. One of, I'm going to say Gabrielle's, most notable collections, okay, was called Toy Stories. Okay, so in the background of this office shot is like this book coffee table book with this artist called Michael Bormans is like the person whose coffee table book. It, it is in the back of that shot with all the papers strewn about is coffee table books. And those coffee table books, one of them is by an artist named Michael Brom- Bromans, whose fire in the sun. That's the name of the book. The fire in the sun paintings included images of, naked toddlers Ugh. engaged in what David's Warner who I don't know who that is. Oh, gallerist describes as quote, playful, but mysterious acts with sinister overtones. Um, okay. Upsetting. Why does that book like exist in the modern day? I get it. There's like all this Renaissance art where like it portrays full women but like back in those days full women were like 12 or whatever you know I get it there was a time and a place where naked people were allowed to be strewn about and whatever but then we started to develop as a species and we started to really understand what protecting children meant and somewhere along the line we started living longer and we started having, you know, smaller families and getting to know our kids better and moving away from a community sort of way of raising families, you know, where like all the moms raise all the kids together to single family households with, you know, stay at home moms, just the typical stuff, right? Where in the world do images of naked toddlers engaged in sinister, overtoned acts fall in to an artistic, I don't know, sort of like historic thing? They don't. There's nothing about these arts, pieces of art. I don't even want to call them that. There's nothing about this bullshit To me, in my personal opinion, and as a fact, because it's my show, there's nothing about these photos that have any sort of redeeming quality. Um, So, I say trash. So, the person who shot the photos we were originally talking about that contained all this crap in it and the book is a person named Gabrielle Galm Birdie. So, this person... One of their most notable collections of photographs is called Toy Stories, which in part laid out the foundation for this holiday shoot inspo. So according to Insider Magazine, okay, Balenciaga apparently told the photographer, Gabrielle, that they wanted the gift shop collection to be shot in the same style as her Toy Story um, collection, but that they would provide the punk objects. So they're like, you design the set, you do all this, and yada, 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 and we'll bring the stuff. Okay, so they brought bondage teddy bears. And this lady brought child porn. Why are any of these people in business? Why do any of these people have success? It's so beyond. Okay. So amid all this backlash, um, the photographer made a statement on Instagram who claimed that he was not entitled whatsoever to make any of the products or the models or the combination of them. Um, As the photographer, he said, listen, I'm only supposed to show up Light the scene, take the pictures in my style, and be done. And then they said, as for a commercial shooting, a uh, direction of the campaign, and the choice of the objects, that's not in the hands of a photographer. So the photographer is going around here like, nope, not me. So, you know, he was responsible for, I guess, setting the scene. We'll be back after a quick break. Finding Ruby is the incredible true story of a 16 year old tricked by a seemingly innocent Facebook message. A message that would lead her from the protection of the mountains to the nightmare of an online trafficking den. Her first message to me was like, Hi, are you looking for a job? Ruby is hidden from the world, from everyone except her abusers. But she isn't alone. There is a team of people looking for her, and they will stop at nothing to find her. This isn't just the fight of her life. It's their fight, too. Search for Finding Ruby today. Like what? We're supposed to be like, oh, okay, that's fine. Oh, you just came up with the whole idea? You lit the scene and took the shots in your signature style based on that other one? So, yeah, I'm not buying it. Okay, the second campaign, right? There was that first campaign with the teddy bear, Bondage Bears, was in this Garde Robe campaign. And this Garde Robe campaign featured um, like an office theme. And this was not shot by Gabrielle. So, in this Garde Robe campaign, Ha- there was a photo of a page of a Supreme Court ruling. And that ruling centered around the issue of child pornography. And the basis of that ruling was the facts are there was this statute, a legislator passed a law that was like, you can't have any sort of child pornography whether it's with real children or virtual children. Because they were saying, like, you know, nowadays, like, you can use AI to make virtual children, so no actual children are hurt. There's no underlying crime because no children are actually hurt. And um, because of that, virtual child porn should be allowed where there's no real children. Well, uh, that was, like, Hot topic. Everyone was like, hell no, brother. Um, And they were like, yeah, this is like not. This is like not okay. Well, it made it all the way up to the Supreme Court. And at the Supreme Court level, they took a look at all of this and they said, okay, what we have here is a First Amendment issue. And this issue is. A freedom of speech, a freedom to be who you are, to own your identity. Like, if no children are hurt, and this is solely for adult, I mean, granted, sick fucking fuck adults, but adults nonetheless, if this is for adults, then they should be able to enjoy the virtual porn. Well, the Supreme Court, the government said that the Supreme Court heard what the free speech coalition said and so on and so forth. And basically what the court ended up ruling was that, um, if you restricted the use of virtual child pornography, then it is too broad. The statute itself was too broad. Like the the supreme court wanted these people who are making this substance um to be able to have sort of a freedom in their association what the supreme court was worried about is that using this sort of harness on free speech by Basing um, it on child porn, it would really open the door for like a lot of issues like cussing, for example, like was something they brought up. They brought up a couple of different arguments like so if a child may hear it, should it be and it's inappropriate for a child, should it be forbidden for an adult to say cuss words? And it's like, no, we live in America The point of freedoms is to have them and to be free. The point of laws is to protect people in theory. Is to protect people. Protect the innocent. Really protect property. And we want to protect our children. I would say most, if not 99.9999% of Americans are interested in protecting children. But... The protection of children shouldn't go to outweigh the freedom of adults. That's what the argument was. What ended up happening and what ended up being the result of this thing was that the statute was too broad and they struck it. It's a choice. That was a choice to put that there. Um, if they wanted a Supreme Court document, like they could have printed literally anything, Brown versus Board of Education, Marbury versus Madison. They could have put that those fake words that they put on, like Reza, Ipsa, Ipsum, you know, when they type out fake stuff, like Heather Dubrow's wall all about herself had like fake magazine campaigns about her. Like that kind of stuff. Like that was available. Putting this Opinion was a deliberate choice. So, what was the fallout from that choice? <sighs> Not good. So, the luxury fashion house issued a response literally almost a week later. Like, what could possibly take you a week? A week. If this is a priority, like, it should take you one minute to be like, holy fucking shit. What the fuck? Like, I'm sure they have full-time PR. Like, they have access to Kim Kardashian's PR team, really, or at least the connections. It didn't need to take a week. That's insane. But here is what they said. They said, quote, we sincerely apologize for any offense our holiday campaign may have caused. <sighs> okay. Our plush bear bags should not have been featured with children in this campaign. We have immediately removed the campaign from all platforms. Talk about missing the goddamn point. Nobody's mad that the plush bears were in the advertisement. It was the juxtaposition of the fact that you're bears were wearing harnesses and the children were tiny baby like toddlers. The whole thing's weird. It has nothing to do with the fact that the child was holding the bear back and it had everything to do with the context. So that was a missed one. And you mean to tell me it took you a whole week to come up with that? That's losery. Well, hours later, they're like, oh, 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 shit! Well, we don't. We ran. They are mad still. They're still mad. So they off. They offered a second statement, and they. This is when they acknowledged the office campaign, which had the Supreme Court documents, and at this point, they said, "quote We apologize for displaying unsettling documents in our campaign." <laughs> we. <laughs> this is on their Instagram story, by the way, so it disappears. We take this matter very seriously and are taking legal action against the parties responsible for creating the set and including unapproved items for our Spring 23 campaign photo shoot. We strongly condemn abuse of children in any form. We stand for child safety and well-being. They went on to say that all the items provided in the shoot were provided by third parties, that confirmed in writing that these props were fake office documents. Turns out, it turned out to be real legal papers. Um, so, yeah. That missed the mark for me. Anyone else? Like, we strongly condemn the abuse of children in any form. You know, I bet you, and I would challenge one of my listeners to take this on if they would like... I bet you if we did like a quick Google search, we would find out that children make some of their products. Okay. Allegedly. The Kim Kardashian of it all. So Kim says, I've been quiet for the last few days. Not because I haven't been disgusting, disgusted and outraged by the recent Balenciaga campaigns, But because I wanted an opportunity to speak to their team and understand for myself how this could have happened. Well, Kim, if it were me and I had that big of a platform and I knew what I knew and saw what I saw, I think I would publicly call this company out and say, hey, these are disturbing images what's with that? And have Balenciaga speak. But instead, she's like, well, I wanted to speak to them in private and make sure that we could clear up everything before we decided to move forward. You know what I mean? Like, come on. So then she goes on by saying, as a mother of four, I've been shaken by the disturbing images the safety of children must be held with the highest regard and any attempts to normalize child abuse of any kind should have no place in our society, period. Agree. Who doesn't agree to that? I agree to that. Is it child abuse to have your um, child be raised by a fucking anti-Semite? I'm just wondering. Kim says, I appreciate Balenciaga's removal of the campaign and apology. In speaking with them, I believe they understand the seriousness of the issue and will take the necessary measures for this to never happen again. She said she would be reevaluating her relationship with the brand. Great. So she's like, yeah. So we talked in private and they said sorry. And they're like, we're never going to do it again. This is not one of those things where you can just be like, "Oops." sorry and move on, right? Like there are going to be girls there in their bathing suits. Um so Balenciaga ended up deleting all its posts on Instagram and shared a single photo with all of the Instagram followers, which was over 14 million. So over 14 million of us need to unfollow. Um further addressing the controversies and all that. And they said, while it was never our intent to include it in the narrative, we'll take responsibility for the errors. Great. Like, how crazy that this is hot off the episode where Kim, like, walked in the Balenciaga fashion show. I just can't. I really can't with these people anymore. So, the business of fashion actually announced at the beginning of the year that Balenciaga creative director, Demna, one name only, would be the recipient of their Global Voices Award for 2022. But after his involvement with this whole campaign, they revoked the honor and they told everyone about it. Like, the end of November. But this isn't actually the first time that this brand, Balenciaga, has found itself in the center of, like, a controversy, particularly since Demna was named the artistic director in 2015. Okay, I'm going to read to you what People Magazine called some of the brand's infamous past decisions. Some of the brand's infamous past decisions have included putting heels on Crocs, selling destroyed sneakers for $1,800, and styling Kim Kardashian in a head-to-toe black bodysuit at the 2021 Met Gala. Am I on glue? I don't think putting heels on Crocs and putting bears in harnesses with kids like they're not the same. Like I feel like I feel like Bethany and um, what's her name? Shit, runner in the street, Kelly. I feel like Kelly. Like we are not the same. I'm up here and you're down here. Like that's how I feel. This sentence went. It's like, yeah, but you know, child. Predation and putting heels on crocs, different. Kim Kardashian in a head to toe black bodysuit versus Kim Kardashian working for a company that like actively distributes like predated children images, kind of different. It's a little more up there. So I don't know. This whole thing is just like very crazy to me. Um, I've said it before, I'll say it again. There are pedophiles everywhere. There are pedophiles in Hollywood. There are pedophiles in the church. There are pedophile doctors. There are pedophile neighbors. They are everywhere. There is not a single brand of pedophile. A pedophile could be a woman. And a pedophile could be a man. But they are all adults who should know better. And it's our responsibility as protectors of children. I don't even have kids. Like It's just the responsibility that we have as American people or as, as children of the world, as Dorit would say. We have to protect these kids. So when you're working for a company that's predating on kids, the appropriate move is to say, hey, I don't associate like that. I don't hang out with people who predate on children. It's that simple. It's that simple. And then it's, n- it's not that hard. Like, who wants to be friends with someone like that? <sighs> I don't know. I think I'm just really fired up, too, because, like, this, I was already, like, super hating these people for a while. And then this whole Balenciaga thing happened, and I was even more annoyed with them. And then when that happened, Kris Jenner allegedly leaked the settlement documents. I made that up. But that was, like, all up in my face. And it's like, you guys are just, like, I feel like what, what the Kardashians' motives is to, like, put us in a bag, like we're little pieces of popcorn, and shake us really hard. And be like, oh, and then by the time we land, we're like, yeah, the Kardashians aren't that bad. Because we're so confused. Like, we can't even remember what happened at Astroworld. Or now we're like, wait, we can't really, we need to move on from the Balenciaga because Kanye West is an anti-Semite. And I just, I'm sick of it. I'm really sick of it. Um, and I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm done with the Kardashians. I'm firing them. You're fired Fired. Okay, so before I get to my criminal behavior, I just want to plug my Patreon page, patreon.com slash allegedly bravo. We have some different tiers. It really helps support the podcast because it costs money to like post this thing and it costs money to like edit and all that stuff. So it's really helpful. Thank you to all of the subscribers. Very helpful. There's some merch on AllegedlyBravo.com. And make sure you're following us on Instagram. Um, I love the DMs. I love the DMs. It's so fun to talk to you guys. So make sure you do that. If there's anything you want to hear, like any topic you're interested in me covering, head on over to AllegedlyBravo.com. And there's a form you can fill out that'll take you... um, It'll email me what you would like. So... I think that's kind of cool. Um, So my criminal behavior. So criminal behavior is that one thing that just should be fucking criminal, but isn't. Like a pet peeve or something. Well, this week, I live in Minnesota. I lived in Minnesota last week, too. But setting the scene, I live in Minnesota. This week, we had like a crazy snowstorm. It was so I hate to say it was fun, but it was kind of fun. We got like six or seven inches in one day. It was gorgeous. It started to look like winter. But my job doesn't have a parking garage. So when I parked in front of the building, like everything was normal. And I shut the door of the car and went to work. But when it was snowing, I didn't go to lunch. So I just stayed in. By the time I got out of work, my car was so covered in snow. Like, I could hardly find the handle to open the door. And so I had to, like, scrape it all off and whatever. You guys. Ah! I'm, like, reliving it. I go to take my little... It's, like, a giant toothbrush that you use to, like, brush the snow off. So I go get my big toothbrush. And I'm pushing the snow off the window. And it all lands right in my fucking boots oh my god it was miserable so my criminal behavior is when snow dumps in your boots i hate it uh well thank you guys so much for listening i had a lot of fun with this episode and i hope you did too go ahead let me know what you want to hear next and court is adjourned Allegedly Bravo podcast is hosted, produced, and researched by Lauren Peavy House. Allegedly Bravo is available anywhere you listen to podcasts and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without consent. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps me out. This podcast is made available by the lawyer or legal expert for educational purposes only, as well as to give you general information and a general understanding of the law, not to provide specific legal advice. By listening to this podcast, you understand that there's no attorney-client relationship between you and the podcast publisher. Allegedly Bravo podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice from a licensed professional attorney in your state. Got it?